Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galleroff, Buffy the together. Mm-hmm. You know this is a pop culture academic symposium. And you know that we're the pop culture professors. We're smart people mm-hmm. and we're talking dumb topics. Dumb topics. Dumb topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we said we're the professors of pop culture. What does that mean? You may be wondering, have they taught courses at a college level? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, we I've have. I've taught two classes today. Uh, but do we also get each other almost exclusively Dawson's Creek themed gifts for birthdays and holidays? Yes, yes, the exception being Grey's Anatomy and One Tree Hill. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. You can't just be one yeah. note, but you can be three. <laughs> three, three very similar notes <laughs> on a very tiny <laughs> piano. So the show is called We Stand Together. And, you know, stand means to be an obsessive fan of. So, Lauren, what are you standing this week? I am standing a <laughs> I am standing the brand new Netflix documentary Disclosure that is all about trans representation and shout out to friend of the show Zeke Smith who gives a yes. very eloquent and intelligent he was amazing interview and I be still my beating heart I was so proud of my, to see my friend looking so smart and intelligent and honestly very hot he looked very yeah like he looked hot that's what I was I was of. he looked good that outfit uh but it, I didn't really hear what he said well he looked you, great. Know, you put on a blazer like that and how are you supposed to listen <laughs> no it was so moving I was like and for anyone who hasn't watched Disclosure please watch it like as soon as you finish this episode the next thing you have to do is go watch Disclosure it is heart-wrenching and it is hard and it gave me so much to think about especially like looping back to this whole educator thing like it gave me a lot to think about about what I can do differently in my classroom and with my students to help you know to help tell these amazing and incredible stories of beautiful trans lives you know not just trans trauma anyways I don't want to spoil the documentary for you go watch it Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed and I love Laverne Cox and I just found out like moments before we started recording Zeke texted me to say that he finally told Laverne that we had sat a few uh, rows away from Laverne at Hedwig and the Angry Inch and we were so excited to be close to Laverne we kept talking about it and he finally told her and she was excited and I'm excited that she was excited. <laughs> Anyways, this is I don't know. I'm off track. What are you standing this week, Caitlin? Well, you know, speaking of amazing stories <laughs> and, you know, you're focusing on the teaching aspect of being a professor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I also watched Disclosure. That was amazing. But I, I I decided to go to the archive mm-hmm. and do some research on a topic because sometimes you just have that. Yeah. first. So I decided to watch uh, all of the. Berkshire's episodes of Real Housewives of New York. Mm. Not not watching the seasons, just seven through ten. They go mm-hmm. so just watching those episodes and you know seeing what patterns emerge. Yeah. What what do we see year to year when taken out of context? Wow. If you're not familiar, Real Housewives of New York for four years every December they went to the Berkshires <laughs> and lost their minds <laughs> on each other. Um, they are known as the Berserkshires. Uh, that was a pun that was <laughs> came up uh, in the third year, and they loved it. They they refer to it all the time. Uh, you may have heard the the line "I made it nice" that Dorinda <laughs> screams. Uh, that is originates from the second episode of the Berserkshires. Interesting fact: uh, she originally says "I did it nice," huh? But sh- then she says "I made it nice," and that's what got repeated. Oh. And I didn't realize how much they're all actually just Bethany fights. Wow. Every single one is a huge Bethany fight. Can I say, Caitlin, I need to hold us accountable for something. 
in, Thank you. In all of the years of our friendship, we have never gone to the Berkshires. And I think this this holiday season, we got to go to the Berkshires. This holiday season, that's when they go. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I mean, it could be dangerous. Well, I love to live dangerously, so. Well, the thing is, friendships survive it because they keep going back. Obviously. I'm, I'm here for it. I think we need to go and get berserk in the Berkshires. I think it's a great idea. But you know what? We always stand is five star reviews. This review comes from Mandy2394 or 2394, February 3rd, 1994. I don't know, Mandy, but I love it. She says, this podcast is amazing. Lauren and Caitlin are truly the professors of pop culture. I find myself laughing out loud on my commute home. I love all the guests and the different pop culture themes each week. I definitely stand with Lauren and Caitlin. Aw. Thank you, Mandy. We stand with you, Mandy. That's so nice. And you know someone else we stand? Today's guest. I think so. I, I yeah. think we absolutely stand our guest today. She's I am a huge stan. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of ex- like so excited right now about who our guest is today. I kind of can't wait. So we should just go ahead and introduce her, right? I think, yeah, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Lauren Lapkin. Oh my gosh. Hi. Um Hello. that was gonna be with that moment where we find out neither of you know my name. And you're like, yeah. you do it. Mm. No, I think you got it. Like, no, I think you got it. <laughs> I I've actually had that fear um like hosting podcasts and and doing like live shows where you have a guest that you're introducing I'm like I'm always afraid I'm just gonna completely blank and one time in Wild Horses uh one of my teammates and I won't throw her under the bus did say the wrong name for the guest we were introducing as she came out well and we were just like Ah, and then she's like, I'll never do that. I'm never going to introduce again. <laughs> I I accidentally, my friends were making fun of me because I do have a history of mispronouncing names. And uh, I was officiating a friend's wedding and they were like, what are, what are you going to do wrong? And I did at one point say the wrong name in the ceremony. Oh, God. I didn't pronounce it wrong. I just fully called her a different friend's name. <laughs> <gasps> no. First name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I accidentally said the name of one of the girls that was doing a reading <laughs> at one point. Um, oh, yeah. I bet everyone but, was really excited, though, when it happened. Just like... I think secretly they were all like, we knew she'd fuck up. <laughs> yeah. we, we knew she would. Oh, my gosh. The Ross's wedding on Friends to Emily, where he accidentally says oh, Rachel, oh. gave me huge paranoia for my own wedding and really that i would say rachel not that i would say another man's name just if you said rachel that would be like a viral video like it would just be <laughs> oh i wish i, I know you could be huge online right now <laughs> darn it well today i'm so excited about our theme today we're we're going to be talking about animation yeah, cartoons of all varieties. Because Lauren Lapkus, our guest, has done tons of voices, mm-hmm. and I've watched a lot. Of them. I have too. I love I love doing okay. cartoons, and it was like always a dream of mine to get to do voices in a cartoon. And it's like weirdly very hard to figure out how to get to do that. Like it's like you have to go. I think it was like I think podcasting actually led to it for me. But oh, that's interesting. No, I was exactly what I was going to ask. Like what. Did you just get into it through auditions from your reps or like, yeah, for you made a for reel? years, I was getting auditions through my reps, but then I would never book anything. And it, right. which it, it does seem very hard when you're just submitting like an audio file to strangers and they just mm-hmm. are comparing you to people who are like amazing voice artists who can and also people who've been proven like time and again as being amazing. So it's really hard to break in. But I do think like some of my first jobs came from doing comedy bang bang and stuff where the people writing the show knew oh. me from one of those podcasts and would see if I wanted to audition or offer me the part for it sometimes. So that was really so much of it. But it's it's I truly still find it very challenging to get these roles because you're for the most part submitting from home, just recording by yourself. There's like no direction. And I mean, it probably isn't a great read most of the time because you don't know what they're looking for exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I would think it's so competitive just because whenever I look up like a a really successful voice artist, like say Pamela Adlin, like in addition to doing Bobby Hill from King of the Hills, she'll also do like Vampire 3 on some show you've never heard of. And it's like, why did she audition for that? I know. And she took it. Well, I I worked on this show, Harvey Girls Forever on Netflix. And I got, that was like my biggest voiceover role I've ever had. And it was so fun. But I got to work with some people who were really established, um, like Gray Griffin and Cree Summer, who are both, like, if you look up what they've done, they've done everything. 
And when <laughs> she was on a different yes. world, I've talked about her on yes. the show. And she also was like the voice of <laughs> one of the Rugrats characters. Like she's like the green M&M. She like everything in between. So she's Yo, sexy. She's very, very sexy. Tactic. And she truly like she and Gray like sitting there in a room with them as they like flip between voices or whatever. It's truly so impressive. It's such an amazing skill to be able to differentiate. Like she, Gray will have conversations as two characters talking to each other and you don't get confused at all. It's like they're perfectly clear who's who. It's crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, here on the show, we always like to make you, the listener, feel like you're in good hands by sharing our credentials on the topic. Caitlin, what are your credentials? Obviously, Lauren has actually voiced animation, but Caitlin, credits. what are your yes. credits? <laughs> yes. Um, well, one piece of school supplies that I particularly remember mm-hmm. loving and cherishing as a child, like second grade, was my Lisa Simpson pencil case wow. and pencils, which is like almost too on the nose mm. for someone who grows up to be a copywriter. <laughs> like it's it's a, like it's like a detail in my biopic, which we have been sort of slowly writing over the course of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like that detail is almost it's a little too much, mm-hmm. but it's true. Wow. Wow. Um, well, my credit today is that there is a one of my family's favorite long running jokes is about how I have fallen asleep in I think every animated movie I've seen in a movie theater <laughs> since about age 12. <laughs> uh, <gasps> Why do you think that is? I don't know, but it became a thing. Like, I'm 11 years older than my brother. And I started one of the, like, first things I started doing with my little brother, like, for, like, brother-sister dates would be, like, take him to the movies. And without fail, every time I would fall asleep and every time he'd come home just so exasperated and be like, she did it again. Um, so yeah, I'm really good at falling asleep at animated movies. That's, that's something special about me. Is it something like you find them, is something with animated or just it's random, you think? I think they just like called me. I don't know. Oh, okay. Like I relate to that a little bit, but it's like kind of surprising for me because I love, car- I, I love animated stories. Like I can name a bunch of movies that I think are so great. Like, like, like Big Hero 6, I think is fantastic. But then, like, Coco, I watched, and I, like, have never finished it. But, like, everyone's, like, it's the most amazing movie. And I was, like, enjoying it. But, like, there's something about, like, sometimes watching them, I'm like, okay, I don't want to finish it right now. And then I just, like, never go back to it, even though I'm enjoying (laughs) it. Like, it's just, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, I have a very distinct memory of going to see that movie Over the Hedge about, like, animals. And it was... In my brother, I remember my brother was so excited. He's like, "You won't fall asleep because you love Ben Folds, and it's all Ben Folds music in this movie." And it didn't help. I remember like my eyes, like I would fall asleep, and then I'd wake up, and then I'd fall. Like it was like I don't know. I don't. Side know. note weird. about Ben Folds: I recently <gasps> learned that he has a Patreon, and he like teaches people how to write songs, and will give notes on your song, and like give you tips. And yeah, I'm I'm very surprised by that, but he's very cool. Wow. I have I have no musical ability in my body, but I yes, somehow want to take advantage of this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to get in on that. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't. I think it's time to play our first game. What do you think, Kate? I'm I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it, frankly. So, Lauren, because we know that you were coming in hot with so many credentials, <laughs> we have a little game today called YouTube. Because congratulations, Lauren, you. You're a booker, and bookers get rewarded with green lights. <laughs> um, and today, you've been greenlit to start a production on a brand spanking new cartoon series loosely inspired by your real-life college experience. <gasps> mm-hmm, because we know that uh, in addition to being a voice-animated performer, you're also a college grad and <laughs> an amazing improviser. So we want to take all of this, and we're going to help you build your own animated series right now on air. And so we have a series of questions, and at the end of this, someone's going to produce it, I'm sure. Great. <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing I ask, the first question is the cartoon series inspired by your true college experience. What would the title of the show be? Mm. Um, hanging out with older people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already so into this. Uh, and what network do you think would pick up hanging out with older people? Mm, I feel like it could be, it would have to be cable. It could be like Adult Swim or like HBO. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Because there has to be room so, for like weird shit to go down. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So who is doing the theme song on this weird shit? Oh, wow. Okay. The theme song. Well, it would take place in Chicago. So I feel Ooh. like um, maybe Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever done anything like that? Like a, like an animated theme song or something or like anything? Yeah. He, sh- well, like he should. Song? I think that would be great. It doesn't seem that far back. No. I feel it like we could get him. It- Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so then what's the log line for this show? Um, the log line is, um, the, this is what happens when you uh, do improv in college with adults who are all 25. <laughs> <laughs> or older. <laughs> All right. Okay. So introduce who are the three main characters? Who's who's the probably the Lauren surrogate and two others? Okay, so the Lauren character is like an a 19-year-old um fairly naive person who uh is like confident but to a point. And the other characters, one would have to be like an older guy from an improv class who's like a mentor. <laughs> oh, gosh. Could go so many ways. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the third character would be the my best friend. My best friend who I met through my improv classes lived across the street in an apartment across the street from me. So he came over every day and like we didn't lock the door to our place. He just walked in and hung out and oh, got, all right. got high all the time on our couch when we didn't even know he was there. So... That would be the third character. I'm obsessed with all these characters. Can you give us like one line from each of the characters? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, uh, the Lauren character would say, wait, do you guys really still smoke weed? Like you're like 25. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> the um, the mentor character would be like, I just feel like you need to like, be more vulnerable on stage like you need to like share more about your personal experience (laughs) and then the um neighbor character would be like um we're going to a party tonight i don't really care if you want to go uh there's a girl that's going to be there that i want to talk to (laughs) (laughs) wow wow (laughs) the trailer is just cut together um and then uh, the last question that we have to ask is what roles could Kate and I play on this show? Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that okay, here's the available roles. You can kind of pick what you're interested in. Okay. okay. Thank, okay. thank you. <laughs> we are offer only okay. for this. Um, I feel like one of you should be like um, someone, either my roommate. I had two female roommates um, and th- they were like my okay. close friends. And so one of you could be the roommate. And then the other one, I would say, should either work at like the video store that we went to all the time around the corner and rent oh, DVDs. Wow. Or um, you work at the diner that we go to on the corner all the time as well. Melrose Diner, which was our our hangout Ooh. every night. Wow. I think I want to work at the video store like Pacey and Dawson. Did. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could also Kate, you could also work at the at the diner if you don't want to be my roommate. That's totally fair. I'm not offended. I mean, I, I think it'd be fun to be your roommate, <gasps> but maybe I'm like strangely older also. <laughs> <laughs> my roommates were too. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a they feeling. were all people I met through improv who were well out of college and stuff and like had moved to Chicago to do improv. That is, I mean... First of all, congrats on the show. Yeah, this was. Um, I I I hope that I need to see this show. It sounds so fun. I I do sort of love it. Like <laughs> you, you don't see. We talk about non traditional learners a lot on this show, but you don't see the sort of opposite either of like nineteen year olds with like late twenties people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I learned a Ooh. lot from them. <laughs> I also probably the opposite. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I also, when I was younger, tended to have a much older friends. Uh, in high school, in fact, I had a lot of friends that were much older, so so much older that my freshman year roommate once saw the screensaver. Like my Mac would just sort of like make a screensaver out of my photos, mm-hmm. and she said, "Wow, you really party with your aunts a lot." And I said, "Those aren't my aunts." Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Uh, but see, the, the heart- don't you feel like there's like something about like. I mean, thinking about who you were at that time and who I was at that time, like 
I feel like it must have been kind of fun in a way for them to hang out with us because it's like you're able to kind of shepherd this person, even if that I don't think that I felt I was unaware of life or like I needed guidance, really. But like there's like this natural thing that happens between people of different ages where like they probably on some level were like, oh, she doesn't even know how to do this thing yet or she's never even bought beer or like, yeah, let's teach her or like whatever. Which, yeah. yeah, thankfully, was mostly used and for good funny. with the people that I knew. I I wasn't interacting with people who took advantage of me. But <laughs> yeah, the the age differences when you're younger, and I think especially in the improv and like sketch world, are so funny because people like when I was 24 that were 18, I still kind of look after, even though I have friends that are younger than them. Mm-hmm. But I met them later; they're fine. Right, <laughs> right. No, there's this feeling that when you establish the like relationship like that, like when you meet the person when they're younger, they're like always like that to you. It's hard to ever let yeah. them completely grow up. It's well, and it's so, yeah. And they also like today. I'm I'm uh, a former student of mine. We're now working together on a project, and we were in this chat today. And she said something and then she was like, and I have to give credit. I learned that in Lauren's classroom. And I was like, we don't need to talk about how you met me in a classroom. (laughs) And I get now, I get that now. It's like, oh yeah, we can just be people now. But like, there'll always be that thing. There'll just always be that thing. I don't know. Well, did you ever have that with like a, a, like a high school teacher or something like where you're even younger in that context? Like, and then you interact with them as an adult like it's just it's very hard to come at them like you're just a person in the world like there's just this feeling of like Mm -mm. you knew me when I was dumb (laughs) I okay people who have listened to this podcast know I still very actively text with my middle school high school drama teacher like on a too regular basis probably I Um, love that shout out to Michael and I bet you're listening so (laughs) I ac- Hi, Michael. I actually, I ha- early on in Shelter in Place, I actually had him drop into a Zoom party I was hosting and was like, can people ask you questions? <laughs> and it was very weird. <laughs> um, but he's great. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I guess I've always been a boundary pusher. <laughs> <laughs> so people are going to relate to this show. I'm so glad yeah. we're all executive producing it. Uh, I'm so glad it's greenlit. This is going to be and, so uh, big for us. And animation is going to be really easy to do during COVID. So it's great. Yeah. In yeah. a hundred episode yeah. order. Let's get cracking. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break so that we can sign the paperwork to make sure this goes to air ASAP. <laughs> we'll be right back. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, and we're back. The ink has dried on the contracts, and things are looking really good. I heard they just upped us to 150 episodes a season. Oh, oh okay, good. amazing. I have so many I more had, stories I had a to couple tell. extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this sort of opens up uh, a door for me to present my thesis today. I... I'm keeping things fairly simple today because when we decided that we were going to talk about animation, there I knew exactly what I was going to talk about because there is a there is a debate that I just don't think should be open to debate because it's just fact. <laughs> and th- my thesis today is that cartoon characters can be hot. Like you can be sexually attracted to cartoon characters and there's nothing weird about it. And my evidence for this is that I Googled, can cartoon characters be sexually hot? And a lot of listicles came up. Like a lot of people are thinking about this. A lot of people are writing about this. It's normal. It's very normal. So basically today, I just want to like normalize the crush that you, you know, you still have on cartoon characters. Um, I'll, I'll open up by confessing my three major cartoon crushes. My top three, the first one, I'm sure people at home are already saying this out loud because you've listened to the show before and you're like, she's going to say Trent from Daria. And you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. How does how do we feel about Trent from Daria? H- hot or not? Definitely hot. I think there's no question about it. I actually think Quinn is hot. I think though there's a lot <gasps> yeah. of cast members of Daria that are attractive. <laughs> wow yeah it may be the hottest overall cast of cartoon characters i'm um i i agree but that one's hard for me because my whole life people have told me that i was like jane mm. and then i always have to tell them and my brother's name is trent which is a true fact wow and so you know as the jane i have to just respect your opinion but not okay jane okay. is You're... hot jane is hot jane too is i mean hot. We, yeah i think um that's really funny though that you can't like him because he looks he's has the same name as your brother he doesn't look like your brother though no, <laughs> and I, I, I could, but it's just, it's funny because I've had to say that so many times. It's actually bizarre how <laughs> Well, I'm glad I could bring it up for you one more time. And I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Trent is just one of many hot, hot characters from Daria. Um, my second major crush growing up was Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Yeah. He's hot. He's just, like, hot. He's just hot. And then my third major crush was Lee Shang from Mulan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love him. I loved him then. I love him now. And my theory is part of what makes cartoons hot are that they're, like, truly, truly the safest crush you can have. Right? Right. Like, there's nothing. Is there anything safer than having a crush on a cartoon? Yeah, because it's even better than a fictional character on a TV show because the actor could do something problematic, or they, right. there's like there or there or like you could end up meeting them and it could get we- like they could be rude or something. Like maybe I feel like with a cartoon, like it's just it exists solely in your mind. It's just pleasant, and they have like a limited amount of places you can see them. Like you can't see them on a red carpet looking worse or something. Totally <laughs> right. And there's also this thing. I think part of too, at least growing up in our generation, uh, that like the person voicing the cartoon and the cartoon are so divorced from each other. Because think about how many times like a, a cartoon movie got turned into an animated series and they're not voiced by the same person, right? Like, oh, yeah, still that's a it's, thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we just like learn to accept that like it's not really about the person voicing it, like the, the cartoon itself is its own entity i agree but when arthur had a new voice it fucked shit up for me oh really (laughs) yeah arthur and i think buster also got new voices at some point during that and i got really uh uh, disappointed and it just wasn't the same you know also that was the first show where i learned like i i got obsessed with this this is i I don't even know if i've talked about this this is there's a cr- okay the baby Kate and Arthur. Did you watch Arthur? Am I talking to yes. people who don't care about Arthur? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> baby Kate had a cry that she would do, and it was the same every time, and it drove me nuts. And I was like, "What?" And then I would start hearing it in other shows, and it's basically <gasps> like the Wilhelm scream, but this it's a cry, and you will hear it on with like baby actors, like real people. The cry oh, will be wow. identical, and I could predict it. I hear the beginning, and I know exactly how it's going to like rise and fall. It's it's so annoying. I I, oh, I, I hate this in my head, but yeah. So I'm curious. I have a couple of questions that I want to pick both your brains on about this topic about cartoons being hot. The first one is, 
what what are your cartoon crushes? Like when I say cartoon crush, who are your who comes to mind first and foremost? Well, I feel like someone says this on Twitter like every other week, but the animated Robin Hood that's a fox. <gasps> yes. Okay, Absolutely. I'm so glad you said this because all of mine are animals, basically. And so I just needed it to cross <laughs> over into that territory. I'm really glad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel that. Okay. So the animated fox, who else? Um, for me, I love Michelangelo the turtle. <laughs> I Lapkus, we, you know, when we were single, we should have hit the town because we had the same taste in men because I wanted to say the turtles. Yeah, I didn't know they're hot. that was going to be accepted. They're ripped. Um, they're cool. You know, Michelangelo is a party dude, which is the personality I'm most driven to, but at the, or most drawn to, but at the same time, like the other ones probably have better qualities for a relationship, but yeah. I mean, you're going to be dating all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> true. You know? That's true. It's, it's a package deal. It's you know what's funny is all the characters we're talking about too have like a masculine edge, but there's none of the toxic masculinity. Yes, maybe Li Shang, but yeah, Li Shang's a they 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 embody like a lot of positive things about masculinity that you know non cartoon characters just don't. Yeah, that is yeah. true. What about Jessica Rabbit? I mean, that's a classic. Classic, beautiful. I recently rewatched that movie, and she's literally very hot and it's crazy She's so hot she's so hot yeah did it hold up um it did it it had a lot that i that i liked and i thought was pretty fun but i don't know that i'd watch it again but it was worth a rewatch mm. i hadn't seen it since i was little so i haven't watched it i don't know when the last time i saw it was but i remember being very scared as a kid watching it. me too yes. and it is scary there's like there's a guy who's trying to kill them all the cartoons so that's it is sure. scary inherently but Right. Yeah. I saw that that was Eddie Murphy's one regret in his career is that he turned down. Oh, I was like, what role. did he do in it? Um, <laughs> nothing. That's the regret. Wow. Nothing. What role was he up for? The Bob Hoskins role. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, there aren't many roles where both of them have been considered. <laughs> that that would have been even, so good. That would have been such a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know why I was like, was he going to voice Roger Rabbit? <laughs> That's not crazy. I mean, yeah. Wow. 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 My mind just got blown. Yeah. Oh, wait. And how can we talk about hot cartoon characters without me bringing up the Opposites Attract video? I was wondering if you were going to bring oh, that up. Oh, wow. What? Wait. That is that Paula Abdul? That, yep. And yes, she dances with... DJ Scat Cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So um, that... that I'm, I'm glad that both of your lists were so robust with animals because that has always been one thing i fully embrace that cartoons can be hot but i've always wondered like what is it what what's the deal with us and thinking cartoon animals are hot like how, what how do we unpack that like that's i'm like i'm all on board and i want to normalize the fact that we can be attracted mm -hmm. to cartoons but it does get stuck in my brain sometimes when i'm like wow the teenage ninja the teenage mutant ninja turtles are hot and I know it's okay, but, like, what is happening? I feel like it comes from, like, when you watch things as a kid and you're slowly developing your sexual identity as you grow up. There's, like, these... I mean, this is my experience, I guess. But there's yeah. these, like, feelings you get watching a cartoon where you're like, ah, and, like, it feels good. Like, you're, like, excited about them. Mm, and yeah. that kind of starts to become a crush or that's how you, like, start to define it as you figure out what that means. But, like, with Prince Eric, it feels so clear what happened there. Like, it's like, I pretended I was Ariel all the time, just in yeah. my living room. And you sure. have this image of this person who looks like a guy. And yeah. he's, like, rescuing her. And it's, like, amazing. And blah, blah, blah. And, like, it just feels, like, very, like, of course you would think that was hot. It does get a little more confusing with animals. But <laughs> but, it, but, but your point about it being, like, you're, like in the developmental stage of you're just like, oh, I just really like this thing. And like, you're trying to figure out the difference. That does raise a question. Have you ever thought a cartoon was hot that you didn't meet when you were a kid? Like as an adult, do you ever watch a cartoon for the first time? Because right. I I'm, I can't, all of mine are from childhood. Like all of the ones that I'm like, oh, right. that's a hot cartoon. Like I, I, I don't know that I've ever, I've. I've seen I, drawings that I think are hot. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. anime or like that type of like, there's like that sort of 
pornographic twist on cartoons, but that brings it more to porn, which feels like a less of a leap. But like, (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen the like porn of the Simpsons? It makes me sick. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's honestly so disturbing. Like there's people who just draw them all fucking each other and stuff. And it's like, it's really, really, really weird. (laughs) I swear. I truly think like the ability to draw is one of the strangest things in human history, because why are some people good at it? Like I I could never do it and they can do it. But then what they choose to do with it is psychotic. And like they, it's a superpower they use for bad. That is so true. Like the ability to draw is such a weird, it's, it's kind of on the same page as like singing. Like, so you can do that. Like, I have the same things. I have a hand and a pen or I can I have a voice. I can't do what you're doing. And I don't understand how this is happening. Yeah. Magic. It is magic. magic. Awesome. Well, thank you all for help for being on <laughs> on my side. I think we're all in agreement. It's okay to have a crush on a cartoon. Yes. They are hot. And now I feel like I have a little bit of a better understanding of why. Um, you, well, one last great. thing about that. Yeah. With Gray Griffin, she voices Catwoman, I think, or one of these mm-hmm. characters Ooh. in one of these series. And I have seen her post videos for people like fans, sort of like cameos and stuff like that, where she does like the sexy voices and people like love that. So I think there's something to that, too. <laughs> oh. Like some of those characters, like superhero oh. characters. I bet you there's a lot of people who are really attracted to them. And I bet you those same people love ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably not a crossover. Well, probably something. I mean, yeah. Brickman, thank you. And especially thank you for the part where you said it's not weird. And you just, it was a declarative statement. It's just not. It's just not weird. And I just, I just want to make, I just want anyone that was sitting there thinking like, is it weird to go be confident and own the fact that it's just, it's just not. It's okay. (laughs) It's totally normal. Um, Awesome. Well, Lauren, you want to play another game? Yes. All right. I'm so excited about this. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from cartoons because I was just so excited to have another Lauren on the show that I couldn't ignore the fact that we have another Lauren. And I also just recently saw your Netflix film, which has inspired today's game. Oh, okay, great. Lauren, in your new movie, The Wrong Missy, chaos ensues when Tim, played by David Spade, accidentally texts the wrong woman named Missy and up with uh, a kooky character who he went on one date with instead of the woman of his dreams on this island vacation. I think so, kooky character was like the nicest description of that that I've heard. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Not in it. <laughs> uh, so I thought we'd play a, a little game today called The Wrong Lauren. So there are a lot of us in the world, uh, particularly in the ta- entertainment industry. So today we're going to imagine that someone has accidentally texted the wrong Lauren and <laughs> we have to figure out which Lauren it is. I love so, this. I have a series of clips from famous Laurens, and we're going to play you a clip, and then you're going to have to guess which Lauren we accidentally texted. Uh, And spoiler alert, I was going to sneak a clip of myself in, but it felt wrong. (laughs) Okay, good to know that's off the table. None of the the Laurens are me. Okay. Uh, All right, so let's let's play the first clip. It's the girl, Steve. Who's what girl? The one who left you with such a high opinion of women. Lauren Bacall. Yes! Wow. Amazing. My grandma what? always what? called me that when I was little. Aww. <laughs> One of the most elegant Laurens. She is. I think maybe maybe the most. Allegedly, <laughs> according to my Google search, she's the most famous Lauren. So. <laughs> God damn it. Huh. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> uh, well, let's hear this next famous Lauren. Okay. Joyful, joyful Lord, we adore Thee. God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like love. Lauren Hill, chorus. Yes, Lauren Hill from Sister Act Two. You can't, you can't have a list of Laurens and not have no. Hill. All right. So far, you're two for two. Let's keep going and I'm see if we, can, I mean, if we can keep the perfect streak. If you want to apologize to me, I'll talk to you. Well, you know that I didn't do anything, so. Having your boyfriend do your dirty work doesn't make you innocent. My dirty work? I don't have anything to do with it. Your sex tape and whatever has nothing to do with me. 
Um, Lauren from the Hills. Yes. Oh, what is girl. her last name? I can't think of it right now. Conrad. Conrad. Thank you. I know it was a C. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. And she was, um, her best friend Lo was also a yes. Lauren. Yes. So she was part of a, a Lauren multiverse. Yes. Wow. Uh, all right. We're three for three. Let's see if we can keep this hot streak going. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> the rest of <laughs> You look the new kids. Oh, the acid wash jeans. <laughs> the built-in ribs. You had the, you were a fashion victim from the womb. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've gotten better since then. Yeah, if you need to fit a family um, of five in your pants. Lauren Ambrose. <laughs> yeah! I just watched that movie again the other night. I it was such wow. a fun watch. Can't hardly wait. So good. I love that movie and I love her in that movie. She was like she was goals for me when I was She's a teenager. She's amazing. Have you she, seen Servant on Apple no. TV? No, I need She's to. She's really, really good on that. And she, also, I just, mm. like last year, I watched all of Six Feet Under, and she's yeah. incredible. I I, that, I was so late to that, but she's Ooh. so good. She's so good. And I uh, can't hardly wait. Also, if you can ever get your hands on, it was a book first. And the novelization oh. is so great because the in, in the book, the girl who's throwing the party gets drunker and drunker and they have like footnotes so to like so that you can understand what she's saying. And it was oh, so that's really funny. funny. Yeah, it was it's a great read. That's cool. uh, I um went to Paris around the time that movie came out and in France it's called Big Party. <laughs> but in English it's called Big Party. Gets is- right to the point. That is <laughs> wild. All right, we got two more to go. Okay. So far you're 4 for 4. Let's see if you get this one. Peggy Hill, what's so important I have to jump off treadmill? Oh, I am so sorry, man, but I had to talk to someone. It's about Nancy. She's having an affair. Oh, my God. She's cheating on John Redcorn? You know about them? Oh, not at first. It took me about an hour. But I'm naive and trusting person. Peggy Hill, you not know? Well, I, I knew. Peggy Hill not know? That is so funny. Okay, who I tell? Who I tell? Oh, I email Khan. <laughs> okay, so was that from King of the Hill? Yes, it is. But I don't King know who Hill. it was. It was the character of Min. I don't know who played that. It's she's an incredible actress. Uh, her name is Lauren Tom, and she... oh yeah, it's so funny with the name Lauren because you kind of do know who all other Laurens are. Weirdly, like you've like yes. seen them all. Yeah, that's hilarious. I have always loved Lauren Tom. I. Lauren Tom first came on my radar because she was on Friends. She played one of Ross's girlfriends. Yes. And then she was also in Joy Luck Club. So like I think of I think of her as like a 90s icon. I hadn't realized that she was doing so much animation. She has voiced like like she did uh, Amy Wong and a bunch of other characters on Futurama. And she did a bunch of like superhero shows. Like she's done so much voiceover work. It's amazing. That is awesome. Anyways, all right. Lauren Tom, that's kind of a deep cut. So, so far you're four for five. You got one more. Okay. Um, I'm excited for this last one to see okay. if you can recognize the voice. Now the party don't start till I walk in. Don't stop, make it pop. DJ, blow my speakers up. Tonight, I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. Tick tock on the clock, but the party don't stop. No, oh, 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 oh. Is this like okay? So it sounded like karaoke. Am I wrong? It should be noted to the listener that Lauren Brickman is crying. <laughs> okay, wait. So I want to try to guess. I want to try to narrow that down, even though I have no idea. Yeah. Is it from a reality show? I'll do, I'll do. It is not from a reality show. Okay. I'll be honest, I didn't know this existed until I was prepping for today's show, and it just <laughs> delighted me when I found it. Okay, my other it's guess. It's from a scripted series. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, it's from a scripted show. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's from a scripted show that premiered this past spring. Okay. It's a musical show on a major network. This is a very famous Lauren who has done a lot of television, but you probably have maybe seen her sing once before on TV. Um, 
Oh my god! So I, I can think of Lauren Holly, but I don't feel like that's who it is. I'm trying to think of other Laurens. I I feel I'm at a Great loss. List. I don't know if I yeah, don't think I'm going to get it. Out, though. All right, it's Lauren Graham <gasps> on that new TV show. What? Oh Zoe's my god! Yes, on Zoe's extraordinary. <laughs> yes. I should have gotten that because I watched a bunch of that. I should have gotten that. I, I, I oh my god! I, now I'm mad. I really should have gotten that. Truly, when I I want to write an oral history from of this question because like I knew it was Lauren Graham because it's on this piece of paper that I look at, but I didn't know what clip Brickman had pulled, and I was like, yeah, that is so weird. That that show is so interesting with the way they break into song because there's a complicated sort of. Um, element to it where like you only one only zoe knows that they're singing but they express Mm -hmm. their feelings this way but then they are like it's as if they haven't been singing so they just kind of like start singing out nowhere and then go back to like normal it's very it's it's very fun to watch um but lauren graham amazing yeah i i just couldn't help myself when i found this clip and was like it's going in i don't i don't know why especially because like at the beginning of the clip they're like keeping beat by clinking their glasses (laughs) (laughs) it's such a like interesting sound i don't know huge fan of lauren grams huge fan of all of these laurens lauren lapkiss six four out of six ain't bad that's great that's that's great good about that i feel great about that there's thousands of laurens so yeah and i could only think of lauren holly isn't that amazing it's like there's a million laurens and i can only think of one when the time comes just lauren holly. Yeah, yeah that's all i got well amazing thank you so much for playing the wrong lauren that was very fun it's a very cute game thank you so much Yay. we play it every week. <laughs> that's weird <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yep, it is. It's probably the thing people complain about the most when they listen to the show. <laughs> uh, while we narrow down the things people complain about on this show, we're going to take a quick break. Welcome back. We are just all Rolodexing every Lauren we know. (laughs) So I have a thesis that's more, you know, I'm on this research tip, this archival moment. I don't know. It's more of just letting you guys in on a short bibliography for my brain. Um, And these are episodes (laughs) of cartoons that broke the mold and that have stayed with me I think about them a lot. Like they legitimately influence mm-hmm. me as a writer and comedian. And then, of course, I found out they are all from the year 2000. Every single one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and like, of course. Um, but talk about like getting crushes during formative years and creative ones as well. <laughs> so the first one is from The Simpsons and it's called Behind the Laughter, which was their behind the music parody episode um, which ooh. i don't know we've talked before on the show about like life before the true internet as we know it and mm-hmm. there was something about this episode that honestly made me feel like less alone in the world like i was like oh it's cool like cool people who make the simpsons are watching shania twain's behind the music like i am too <laughs> Yes. Like I am reaching out to people and it's such a well done episode, like all Simpsons episodes, but they use the VH1 graphics package. They have the narrator, Jim Forbes, do it. And the Mm -hmm. conceit is that the Simpsons is a sitcom. So we're sort of following them uh, on their rise to stardom. So it really (laughs) validated me as a pop culture nerd. Uh, It also, as a tidbit, Mm -hmm. has the it ends the the original airing of the episode ended with. The future looks brighter than ever for this Northern Kentucky family, which it was never known where the Simpsons took place. So that was like weird. Uh, a bomb dropped. Oh, wild. Uh, but I feel like that's not like canon. Like, it, I feel like people don't. It's not because they changed it. They have multiple endings. Like oh. they had three oh. scheduled uh, airings of the original series. Like uh, whatever, you know, it's it's first date a natural one during the summer and they had different ones for each one they had southern illinois they had an island and then uh there's something different on the dvds so it's it's not consistent but it felt crazy when i first saw it that is crazy always 
I've always thought it was Michigan. I don't know why. I well, I always thought it was Illinois because Michigan. I'm from Illinois and there's a Springfield, Illinois. So it always just felt like that. But even even what you said, you just said Kentucky. And I was like, I can't accept them being in Kentucky. Like, There's no reason why. I'm just like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something. I mean, I think I assume Springfield, Illinois as well. But they're obviously they want to keep it nonspecific. Like they have Capital City is the capital yeah. of their state. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but that episode, I think it's just like super important to me. I loved that, like they used the graphics in a way that was like completely like no one was doing that at the time. Like if you remember behind the music had the flashing, like drugs, stardom, uh, and for the Simpsons behind the laughter, one of them is just Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one. The second one is an episode of the Powerpuff Girls called Mime for a Change. Mm. <laughs> in which uh, a clown named Mr. Rainbow, I forget what happens. For some reason, he goes evil uh, and he makes Townsville black and white. And Bubbles, the character of the three that is like the sweetest one, the cutest one, like freaks out, which I think it's th- this is the one that's like aimed more at children, though I love it as well. Um, and it was cool from a, like uh a children's programming sense to see the one that is the most affable get the most upset and like how situational that mm. is um, was done really well. And also she tries the animation style kind of changes in this one. She tries to color in things with crayon. So oh, cute. Yeah. Including cool. the, her sisters, Buttercup and Blossom. And <laughs> <laughs> so it just looked different. And I think that's so amazing because like part of a- animation, like, to go the extra mile when you already have probably all the backgrounds drawn, <laughs> I really <Yes>. respect <laughs> because it would be easy not to. Um, and this is also the one where they, I forget exactly logically how this makes sense, but they cure the colorless world with their song, Love Makes the World Go Round. Aww. I don't remember the exact link between the song and why we got color back but sure <laughs> um and the third one is a very short-lived show it was clerks the animated series i don't know <gasps> yes. if you guys remember this existed yeah vaguely yes i do i do it only had about a dozen episodes it was originally on abc which couldn't have been a worse fit yeah it was uh canceled after two episodes but you could see it on DVD. But it's, for those that don't know, the Kevin Smith movie Clerks uh, made into an animated series. And Isn't that crazy when they cancel something after two episodes and you're like, you already have it all ready to go. Like, just air yeah. it. Like, who cares? Yeah. I don't understand the thought behind yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it, that's always yeah. broken my brain. It makes brain. no sense. Though it has, like, it doesn't fit with ABC's programming at all. Right. Like, it was a, it was a bad decision to start with. But why I love this episode, which is the second episode, which did air, and it's called The Clip Show, wherein Dante and Randall are locked in the freezer <laughs> and remember some of the great moments in their lives. Uh, so the second episode is a clip show about the first episode and parts of the second episode. That's brilliant. I actually really love that. <laughs> and I just, I was so charmed by that. And again, I think it's this feeling of like, I was obsessed with Golden Girls, which like every four episodes by the end, they were doing a clip show. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it just felt like, I don't know, these shows more than live action shows spoke to like me as like the little aspiring funny person of like, your instincts Mm -hmm. are right. Like the things you're noticing in the world, we're noticing too. And like, that's like the best kind of laughter, I think. So I appreciate those three episodes and all of the series. Um, Yeah. In terms of like seeing like your humor validated in a cartoon, for me, that was always Animaniacs. Yeah. I was going to say Animaniacs. I was thinking that while you were talking because I, that show was so funny. I had so many different like way, like levels that it went to and Mm -hmm. also like taught you stuff. And totally. spoiler alert, I got to be in an episode <gasps> of that. It's coming back. And I got to like, voice a character. And I got to work with the guy who played Yakko. And it was amazing. Like, it was just like, I truly was like so excited to watch. I was in the room watching him do the voice. Like, it was awesome. <gasps> wow. It was very cool. That's so yeah. cool. It was really cool. Oh, man. Yeah. 
I want a Freaky Friday. I want to go back in time and Freaky Friday and get to be <laughs> part of that day from you. Which is totally creepy, but it's how you I know, feel. There's another one. I actually have not seen it, and I know some of our listeners will come for me. I'm just like a little too old, but I think Gargoyles is the same thing. Like, okay, I never watched that. Yeah. I feel like it always came on after Animaniacs, and I'd be like, this looks boring. I, I, I liked Gargoyles, but it it never it never grabbed but, me like Animaniacs. Yeah, but people did. have that same thing for Gargoyles. Totally interesting. Yeah. I don't think people talk yeah, about gargoyles, gargoyles much at all. You know what? We're we're trying to open the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin just wants to save space for for room. For and I mean, I, I'm I meant like I. <laughs> no, I'm saying like I feel like yeah, that show was always on. Yet, how come it doesn't come up? Like it's like it feels like that was like one of the ones we should be referencing when we talk about all these shows. Like, I did a full podcast about nostalgia, and I don't think it came up once. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I so. I'm not like a huge cartoon watcher, um, but for my birthday back in November, my friend got me a subscription, a year subscription to the Disney Plus, uh, in large part because I we were all promised a Lizzie McGuire yeah. reboot that is not apparently going to happen. But I've almost exclusively used it to watch animated series. Like the first thing I watched was the Gummy Bears. Oh, I love and I great was, theme like, song. Great theme song. It's so fun. That show's so fun. And then I remembered like Disney Plus has reminded me that like I cared a lot more about cartoons and animation than I like yes. think yeah. I did. They just like they were shows that don't often get talked about. So I don't often like get to remember how much I hear like Smurfs. Yes. I was all about Smurfs. I was all about uh, Strawberry Shortcake, <gasps> Rainbow Bright, oh, like Rainbow oh, Bright. Right. On that note on Strawberry Shortcake, um, I want to alert you guys to this Instagram at Out of Thin Air. The woman who created okay. Strawberry Shortcake and Care Bears is uh, now a fun old lady. She does dances on Instagram and also has been <gasps> um, doing sketches and selling them of the Care Bears and, stra- <gasps> and uh, Strawberry Short Care Bears saying like uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff. That's awesome. <gasps> and uh, That's but, so cute. Yeah. And unfortunately, she doesn't own the copyright, which she goes into. So she gets shut down. <laughs> Do you think, oh, wait, no. she got shut down for doing that? That's such a, like, Well, nice they thing. asked her to, like, take down her uh, stuff from, like, Redbubble or wherever she was selling it. Oh. Um, do you think her handle is out of thin air because she created all of those characters out of thin air? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. I like that. What are, I, are there any other cartoons that, like, as we've been talking about, like, are getting rattled in your brain? You're like, oh, I'd forgotten about, like, any other cartoons that you're like i mean i i I often think about rugrats and rocco's modern life Mm -hmm. and doug doug Mm -hmm. is a really sweet cartoon yeah doug is great doug's a great rewatch i actually have been doing a doug rewatch during shelter in place off and on that's a good one i had a crush on this guy in middle school and i called him doug as my code name for him because he looked like (laughs) yeah i love it also that reminds me that one time i had made my aol password his real name with, with <gasps> some like I love whatever I'm not going to say it and <laughs> just on the off chance that anyone out there would figure out who it is and my I typed it like into the wrong bar and my friend yes, saw my password it. Oh my it was so embarrassing it was horrible I was so humiliated oh my it was very bad. god yeah <laughs> I rough, find it embarrassing rough. when someone sees my password that. and it's never like a secret thing right. but it just will be like I don't just know, say like, it. Just like, say all your like, passwords. Yeah. So all of my passwords are. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even if it's just like Dr. Pepper 31 or something, someone <laughs> someone just being like, wow, you love Dr. Pepper. It's like, well, I just had to think of something. <laughs> I know. It's so weird because it's like when if you were to see someone else's, you're like, you type that every day. Yeah. Like it just like it seems <laughs> to carry some weight. But well, here's the thing. You think I would know learn from this, but like I never do because occasionally we've had uh, podcast guests who will like use our Instagram to like help us promote the show, and they always comment on the password I choose. And yet every time I've updated the password, I don't learn from my mistake. <laughs> I just keep leaving the door open for ridicule. That's well, I and, really want to know what it is, but I respect you not sharing it publicly. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you. I'll off off my. <laughs> Well, this has been so much fun. 
I've had the best time. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, now that our uh, Stan stands, Stan Lauren Lapkus, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Lauren Lapkus on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. You can follow. And I do a lot of like improv and I do watch alongs to movies and TV shows on there too. And lots of uh, stuff we've been talking about today is relevant. I did a watch along for Roger Rabbit on there. Uh, you can sync me up and hear the commentary. Um, and yeah, it's a fun time. And then beyond that, I guess watch The Wrong Missy and I don't know, have fun if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Lapkus makes money off of you having fun. <laughs> She's royalties. <laughs> Unfortunately, Netflix doesn't work that way. So, but I would love for you to still watch it. I, just, I think it's a fun time. Absolutely, so good, <laughs> so fun. It's so fun. You can find us at We Stand Social across all all of the networks. <laughs> all of the social networks and please email us we stand social gmail.com let us know what topics you want us mm-hmm. to dive into let us know if you've got a stand that you want us to stand we want to hear from Absolutely. you our long distance learners uh this has been so much fun i we're gonna wrap this up though because i want to go turn on my ac and watch some gummy bears <laughs> thank you Yeah.